This is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema. I am your host, Lores. We have my co-host, Hans. Hi, hello. Hi. Sounds kind of gay. And we have the guest back for the third time. Your opinions are so popular. Brandy Lawson. There were so many people appalled with the fact that you, A, did not like Matthew McConaughey, and B, did not like The Shining and thought there were too many messages in it. I, I don't get it either. I've never understood that thing. In the we're going to be talking about Jackie Brown today. Jackie Brown is the film we are going to be discussing. It is Quentin Tarantino's third movie, arguably his fourth. Yep. Oh, yeah. thank you so much. He's gonna get caught. Wait, Just you. Are you, are you sure this is a cool song? This is a cool song. He's gonna get caught. Just you wait cool and song. see. Why is everybody always making on you know the part? So the fact that I think it's Foxy Brown and not Jackie Brown does that make me racist? It's the same character, same woman, right? Yeah. Pam Greer played both. So no, I I don't think so. I think that okay. was intentional. Tarantino okay. was trying to do a callback to that. Mm-hmm. Do you think he? Do you think he served that genre well? Uh, uh, I think he accomplished what he set out to do, which was, you know, a movie from that genre that was kind of retro, kind of heist movie-ish. At least that's what I got from it. Uh, yesterday was the first time that I had ever seen it. Um. But I also feel that maybe seeing it after seeing two hours of The Hateful Eight was not the greatest idea (laughs) either because I did feel that it dragged at times or that it could have been sped up in moments. But I I enjoyed it. Um, I wouldn't put it on on top of his uh, filmography, but I thought it was good. I, I... I laughed a couple of times. I think Samuel L. Jackson was great in it. I was really worried at the beginning because uh, I don't really like Chris Tucker. I don't really understand Chris Tucker and his appeal or the appeal that he had back in the 90s. But the fact that he was only in it for like five minutes was great. Just short, sweet, and just what you need from him. Just, you know, be loud and annoying for a very short period of time and then move on. Uh, and... Uh, I thought De Niro, De Niro was a really uh, subdued and, and uh, an odd performance that I was not expecting from him, but I really enjoyed it. I don't know. I, I, there was a lot of, of, of factors and elements that I really liked. Uh, the only thing, and, and now that, you know, since we talked about me watching the Netflix extended version of Hateful Eight, I'm wondering if this was also an extended version of... Um, of uh, I forgot the, Jackie Brown, or is that how long the movie is? Two and a half hours originally. No, I, I don't think he's done extended versions of any of his films that are at least before Inglorious Bastards. I feel like he might have put out a director's cut of that movie. Okay. Uh, Brandy, what, what do you think about the fact that Hans hates The Hateful Eight? I'm probably on the same page. What did you think? It was slow? Yeah, I just, uh, two hours in, I still haven't. I still had an hour to go, I think, and I just couldn't care about anything anymore. Like I had completely lost the plot of what was happening and just the the dialogue didn't really grab me throughout the whole thing. I, it did at first and I thought it was interesting the first one, first maybe two chapters and then after that I was just bored with it. Uh, and yeah, I just I couldn't finish it because I was just done. 
Like when things started happening, I just didn't know what was going on because I had lost the plot completely. So I just yeah, I think it's just not interesting to look at either. Mm-hmm. So that's it's harder to sit through Quinn like diatribes when there's nothing to look at. That's an interesting point. I I never really considered this movie as maybe less visually interesting than Pulp Fiction or Reservoir Dogs. I don't think Reservoir Dogs has any kind of. Uh, uh, appealing sheen to it as far as the visuals go, but it's an easier movie to get through. But it's also the, the, the also the aesthetic of uh, those two movies. Uh, Paul Fiction has a very clear style and a very clear vision of what it's trying to do. And Reser- saw those Reservoir Dogs, but in this case, it's a three-hour Western movie. So uh, I guess to me it was more difficult to get into it than something like Pulp Fiction, which is also you know more lively and more things happen, and the way that the um, the way that its structure also makes it a more interesting watch. But watch uh, uh, same with Reservoir Dogs. Uh, Reservoir Dogs feels to me it feels more like an episode of a TV show too, like it just goes really quickly. Um, but with this one, I just. I, I just couldn't. Uh, the uh, everything from, you know, the the performances w- were good, but there was no cinematography. There was no interesting shots. It was just white snow or inside of a room. Uh, so that well, I, lot- I, I I don't know if I agree with the idea or the the notion that the hateful eight is specifically unappealing to look at. I mean, he hasn't dealt with that kind of landscape before. It's it's not an ugly film. It's just, I guess the style of it, I just wasn't prepared to watch uh, uh, a Western movie that was that long and where nothing happened, where it was just people talking. Uh, like, the only action that I saw was when Kurt Russell would punch that lady. And that's it. So I... I that part was cool. Yeah, so I just, I... I yeah, I don't, I, it didn't grab me at all. I, I couldn't... I'm not saying it's ugly. I'm saying it's boring to look at. There's nothing to look at. There's no, like, even if you're going to compare it, like Pulp Fiction is, and Kill Bill even, and they're always like bright colors and it's just like visually stimulating. I'm not saying it's necessarily ugly, just boring. So if you're going to make an entire movie where it's just constant talking. Yeah. It's harder to is there, listen to. Is there even, now that you've seen the whole, uh, you've seen the whole movie, I don't think Brandy or me have seen it. Uh, does he do the trunk shot in that movie? In Jackie Brown? In Jackie Brown, it's Chris Tucker. No, in Hateful Eight. Off the top of my head, I don't, I don't know if there is one. Yeah, so he doesn't even have that little bit of visual uh, different shot than what we're seeing for three hours. Which could, you know, could make it interesting. Hey, there's a, you know, a different angle. <laughs> he doesn't even have that in this movie. So I guess it's not that it's ugly. It's just that, okay, so it's the same for three hours. Just rooms, and then whenever they go out, it's just white. I think this is an unpopular opinion. I think criticizing it is one thing. And you're, you're getting into a territory where you're saying it's boring to look at. The performances are terrible. It's like Roger Corman. Directed oh, no, this. No. Let's let's talk about Jackie Brown. You were doing so well there. Okay. You were getting into the performances, the characters. <laughs> I had actually forgotten that Chris Tucker, who was on Jeffrey Epstein's flight catalog, was in this movie up until I had rewatched it. That's not that Chris Tucker. No, it's that Chris Tucker. It is that Chris Tucker. It is that Chris Tucker. There was a, okay. an initial dispute as to whether or not it was indeed that Chris Tucker. 
And it turned out it is that Chris Tucker. It was probably him being like, no, it's a different Chris Tucker. Was he wearing his his uh, hairstyle from Don't Be a Menace in the Plane? Because that, that would make it for me. I'll be okay with him doing whatever <laughs> if he's wearing his Don't Be a Menace outfit. Uh, Brandy, what was what were your what what is your thought on Jackie Brown? Do you think that this is like the cutoff point for vintage Quentin? Because I feel like you can look at Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown is almost a trilogy of films uh, with that particular '90s style. And then once he does Kill Bill, you get into that novel esque dense film category with the exception of maybe death proof but obviously that's part of a bigger piece so maybe you could even fit grindhouse in to that as well what what, just what was your particular vibe about jackie brown and what are your thoughts on it i i love jackie brown it's like my mm, i guess after kill bill it's my favorite one but i think that it's um more there's part sometimes i even like it more than the rest of them but i think just because it's so i separate it from almost all of his other films i think how so it's more um he doesn't do it seems like he's not doing like the quentin thing where he's like forcing you to watch long diatribes because he can um and he follows a story more than anything other movie i think well this movie is distinct and i could be wrong about this in that it's the only film he's done that is adapted from source material Mm -hmm. it's based on an elmore leonard book that you know the title escapes me right now but that had been released sometime before he got the rights to it and decided to adapt it have either of you read that book or are you familiar with elmore leonard at all yeah i knew that i haven't read it but i i knew that um, I can't remember what it's called either. Fuck. He had a moment in the 90s where... Oh, it's called Rum Punch. That's I actually read that book maybe 15 years ago. He, he Elmore Leonard had a moment in the 90s where a lot of his properties were being bought. Like they made Get Shorty with John Travolta and Danny <laughs> DeVito. It's a good companion film to Jackie Brown. They did Out of Sight. I believe that might have been based on an Elmore Leonard property. And Michael Keaton's character from Jackie Brown pops up in that film. That had oh, wow. I, George Clooney and I believe Jennifer Lopez starring in it. Can you imagine George Clooney and Jennifer Lopez starring in a movie in 2019? Uh, well, we've seen what happens when Jennifer Lopez pops up in any film. It makes $6,000 domestically. <laughs> and Is that the one about his uh, her uh, neighbor, her sexy neighbor that came out like two years ago? Do you know where, that? where she has sex with some 19 year old boy? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, like the bad the, guy, the boy next door or something. And he's just like a typical high school jock bad guy. It's so bad. Has she ever done any good movies? Uh, well, they made us watch Selena in school. For <laughs> oh, Selena. No, no. Um, Enough? Do you watch Enough? That's did, a pretty... Wait, did they really make you watch that in school? At least three times. Why? Because uh, Spanish... <laughs> Bitch, they didn't make me watch that shit. I don't think that it's relevant <laughs> to education. They they played that like on repeat, and they also showed us, I believe, some Lou Diamond Phillips made-for-TV film about Mexicans that were deported. Was he playing a Mexican? Of course he was. Nice. He's Filipino, by the way. He's not even he's not even Hispanic. So 
Uh, what were we going on before? You were going on about other characters from Foxy Clean. Oh, no, 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 no. We were talking about Jennifer Lopez's career. Oh, you yeah. were trying to make a case for Enough, which was a very forgettable 2002 uh, female empowerment <laughs> yeah. rape victim Stop. movie. Don't. It's so embarrassing she, she got, as a woman. She cuts her hair and all of a sudden knows how to fight. And beats the fuck no, out of him. She, no, she also wraps her um, hands in that tape stuff, so that helps. Like now that I'm thinking about it, I can't think of one movie that she's made that you could say, "Hey, that was good." I can't even think of a movie that she's made that you wouldn't be like, "That's hilariously bad." What about the cell with Vincent D'Onofrio and uh. that other Vincent? Who is it? Oh, Vince Vaughn. I've never heard of that. Is that the one with uh, yeah. the scene with the horses that are split in glass? Uh, yeah, there, it, it was Something like a, a 90s music killer. video. Yes. It's like a serial killer and she has to get into the mind of a serial killer. That's right. It's like Inception. Yeah, that was not very good. Visually was fine, I remember, for the time, but I don't remember it. I don't remember finishing and, and thinking it was a good movie. Are you looking at her IMDb right now? I'm really that's, invested. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm checking out uh, some of her more recent films. Second Act, where she was with Leah Remney of King of wow. Queens. Wow. That's, that's a big one that came out. <laughs> it's a comeback vehicle. See, we just laugh automatically. <laughs> like Every single movie that she has is just hilariously bad. Every time I think of Jennifer Lopez in a movie, there's is it Made in Manhattan? Where the yes. cover is just her looking sweetly into the distance, and then there's a white guy behind her. That's Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> How dare you? There's literally no concept to that picture. It doesn't tell you anything no, about the just, movie at all. Just a, a lady sweetly smiling, <laughs> and a guy behind her. <laughs> yeah, I wow. They were just. But it left such an impression because I can exactly picture that. Wait a minute, hold on. Cover. I just I just looked at her Wikipedia page for her filmography because it has its own separate page. She was in Francis Ford Coppola's Jack. <laughs> um starring Robin Williams. Is that where he's She's the hot mom. Where he's Oh yeah, when he's old, right? He gets old and then dies or something. That's I confuse correct. that. I confuse that one with Big a lot. No, Jack is much more tragic. <laughs> he's Whatever. he's like a five year old. He's a five year old who rapidly grows into a forty five year old depressed comedian. But you know what? Like, if they wanted to go all in, why didn't they just give him progeria? You know, just give that the would fucking be the kid reverse. Progeria. Why you can't you can't have Robin Williams as a progeria kid? <laughs> Just don't hire Roman Williams, I guess. I don't know. It just then yeah. you don't you don't make the movie then. Like <laughs> look look this is why this is why Francis Ford Coppola had to oh hold on a second hold on a second I'm looking at the page for Jack right now he has Werner syndrome a form of progeria who he th- what he has is progeria it's See? a form of progeria that's bullshit. They didn't want to go ugly. They didn't want to make him look like a baby bird. That's true, dude. They ch- he was the Charlize Theron of Progeria. Wow. See, Holy they didn't shit. Even, 
they didn't even see I'm I'm, I'm stepping up for my progeria community. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very big and they don't really last that long, but goddamn. That sucks if they support you cuz then you have to like go meet with them and that's scary. <laughs> well, it's not that they're going to be around for much longer so i can just a group of progeria kids like is there anything they're just like running towards you to hug you that's horrifying can they run they wheel they wobble they they hang out at bus stops and wheelchairs a a large group of them is really the crux of the terrifyingness of this just transparent skin a light bulb head and funny hair (laughs) Anyway, this movie, um, this no, no, no. Hold on a second. I'm not done with Jack here. Jack is an interesting <laughs> film because you have Francis Ford Coppola, one of the most celebrated directors of all time. You have one of the top comedians of the era, and then you take a look at the cast. Let's just put the plot aside. We have Fran Drescher, nice. we have Diane Lane, we have uh, Dwight Hicks, we have oh. Bill Cosby. Huh. You remember Bill Cosby's in that movie in like a, a really big role. Is he? Yeah, he's the dude. He's like a therapist. Wow. Does he play a doctor? Probably so. He's hanging out in the treehouse and he's making the kids eat that weird slime. <laughs> that, weird slime. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's so fucked. Are you serious? You're being serious. Yeah. I don't remember they this make- movie at all. I've told you, I've confused it with Big, so it's like the same movie both of them for me so i just confused they 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 make a, a like a pasta dish where it's toothpaste and ooze and then bill cosby shoves it in his mouth wow well look at that <laughs> have you found any good jennifer lopez movies is that what this episode is yeah, about? Yeah, I'm confused. I'm confused as to what we've become. <laughs> it would be so funny if you did an episode about jack for no reason this is the only thing I remember from Jack is his hairy arms when he's dressed like a boy. Dude, the graphic that you would have to make for that episode is so funny. You should just do it just for that. I mean, it's a good double feature with Jackie Brown. Jack, Jack. both 1996. <laughs> it works. It fits. They should do a crossover movie. Oh, I think it's too late for that. So at the end of Jack... um, Oh yeah, because he's dead. He's he's dead. He's but is he ground. is yeah. he ever he shown? Is he ever shown as old, gray, and shitty, or do we just yes. rubbing? As- he graduates from high school and he looks awful. He looks decrepit, and his parents he looks worse than now. <laughs> he probably on par. I don't. I, why did they always go to Robin Williams for these types of movies? I I sent you the trailer to that David Duchovny House of D film where he's like, I'm not retarded anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they and then after that they they give him uh, Bicentennial Man. Do you remember that movie? Yes. Where he's a robot and then his consciousness is tra- like put into a body that looks like. Was a that robot. bad? I don't know. I just remember it being very emotional, where me as a child wouldn't understand why this robot is crying so much. Uh, but I can't, I don't remember if it was good or not. I, I feel like that it was one of those sweet movies from the 90s. Like, what was another one he did? Uh, what Dreams Patch May Adams. Come? Remember yes. What, what Dreams yeah. May Come? That's just. Dude, I'm obsessed with that fucking movie because I saw it. In a weird circumstance where, like, it kind of feels like a, I was at some weird house party 
And then, <laughs> so even when I think about it now, and I was in LA, and it was when I like lived on the streets when I was fifteen. So it, when I think about that movie, I'm like, is that a real fucking movie? Because it's just such a surreal movie, anyways. Yeah. Well, you, so you it were at good, a house right? party and they were playing what? Yeah, Grimm's they were playing out. that in the background. Isn't that fucking weird? Why would you do that? We used, it's such a bummer. We used to do that in when I lived in Canada. We had wood house parties and and have like sad movies playing in the background for whatever reason. So I guess I guess it's a sad thing. movie specifically. Yeah, just like movies that you wouldn't expect at a party. Just because my roommate would do that, I I never understood why, but it would be that. So it would be. Either very dramatic um, uh, period dramas or like old Godzilla. Come and movies. see. He did a string of movies in the late '90s, starting with Patch. No, starting with uh, Goodwill Hunting, where he wins the Oscar for that, and then he gets into this slope where he's like, "I got to do more of these types of dramatic roles." So he does Patch Adams, he does Jacob the Liar, he does Bicentennial Man, he does AI. Dead Poet Society isn't that around that time too? Wait, what the fuck is what? What was the Jacob? What Jacob the Liar? What is what? that? You don't remember that movie? Jacob's no. What is Jacob's that? Ladder? Jacob with a K? No, 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 no. J- the, oh, did you see they remade Jacob's Ladder with black people? What? And it looks <laughs> like it looks it looks like one of those BET behind the music uh, oh. movies where it's like, we're doing new edition. It's like that quality, but for oh, Jacob's no. Ladder. Like, like what they did with uh, Rocky Horror? Yeah, it's it's around, it, like, this is a movie. That was a live performance TV show thing. Right. So it's like you have, it's it's literally like some somebody's, like, uncle's company decided to buy the Jacob's Ladder property and knew nothing about it and was like, <laughs> we're going to get a bunch of black actors in this. And make this hour film. So and it, looks it looks hilarious. It 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 it's startling. I will say that it has nothing to do with that original movie except he can see dead people. Nice. Okay. It looks actually more like a remake of that. It looks like somebody had watched the Jake Gyllenhaal, Tobey Maguire film Brothers, and was like, "We can't get that. So why don't we buy Jacob's Ladder? There's a military aspect of that." And so it's like someone's brother comes back from war and he's married to the wife of that brother. And that guy comes back and brings back ghosts. So you're telling me that a black father came back. I don't think he had kids. So no. that's just racist. God damn it. <laughs> okay. That was needlessly racist. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. I thought they were doing a series, not a movie. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, I'll definitely check that out. Um, but what you know is- what? I have comments about like black cinema like that, but I think maybe I should wait until like a black person is on the phone because it's just going to sound bad. Like who? <laughs> I don't know. That's this is your show, so I feel like you have to provide the black commentary. I I'm responsible by for the way black of another commentary? person. Yeah, you're re, you're responsible for the guests. Do I have to book your show? Yeah. I have I have That's two right. Hispanic people on the line. You're, that uh, that alone should be enough to build a black person. I think we're okay. You're responsible <laughs> for my comments. Just you, white man. You know what movie uh, Robin Williams is actually fairly decent in that nobody talks about is Death to Smoochie. I was about to say that same thing. What is that? 
You never saw Death to Smoochie? He plays like a... Well, he's, he, he, no, he doesn't play the Barney role. Edward Norton does. And Robin Williams. Character, right? Ro- Robin Williams is kind of like the Bob Ross, Fred Rogers type who gets replaced by this cartoon dinosaur thing. So he's... Oh, shit, that sounds familiar. All his movies make me feel like I dreamed it. It's underrated. It's got John Stewart in it. It was directed by Danny DeVito. It's pretty good. But then immediately after that, he does House of D. And huh. uh, then RV, Man of the Year. Were Flubber before that? Flubber was in the 90s. Oh. Oh, okay. Did you skip over One Hour Photo? One Hour Photo was the early odds. That's another great movie. Yeah. He's very good in that and Insomnia, the, the Christopher Nolan remake. Did he win anything... Uh, with one hour photo. No, that movie was completely ignored by the awards circuit. It might have gotten like some critic, like a New York Film Critic Society Association awards, but because that was that, that was such a not a role that anyone would expect him to play, and he was so good in it that you would think, you know, they would. That's his best movie, I think, right? It's definitely one of them. I would say it's probably his best performance. Performance, yeah. Yeah, it won some uh, Saturn Awards, the Online Film Critics Society. He break Breakthrough filmmaker, Mark Romanak. I don't think he's done anything. Actually, he's done uh, nothing but music videos. He did Beyonce's Lemonade album. So. Yes, Queen. Anyway, Jackie Brown is a great Quentin Tarantino film from 1996, I believe. 1997. It was a racist segment that you switched <laughs> over to. You're like, Beyonce, oh yeah. Well, didn't they try to do uh, pretty much this character with Beyonce in Goldmember? Kind of. She played what? Foxy something? Cleopatra, wasn't it? Or Foxy am I thinking Cleopatra. of something else? No, she was Foxy something. And something. In Goldmember, wasn't it? Right. They were parodying so. 70s uh, black exploitation films a little bit. Mixing that up with the spy films of the era. Yeah. She's the worst. She really is terrible. I, I, I'll save my comments. <laughs> Are you scared of the beehive? <laughs> you should be. You should be, yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Hans? I think she's wonderful and beautiful and so talented. Do you think Jay-Z is cucked? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he was fucking kicked in the face by her sister in, an, in a fucking... Holy shit, I forgot about that. And didn't do anything. This gangster, this scary drug dealer got kicked in the head or whatever by this little young girl. And he was just like... She really nailed him. Yeah, that video is funny as fuck. Um, so if so if he if he you know would just stand and take that, I wouldn't be surprised if he was a little bit of a cuck. He's afraid of Beyonce, like like who? I'm sorry, I'm so, like uh, <laughs> I hate it so much, dude. I hate it so much. I think he had to. There, edit I, it. there will never be a time when I say that fucking name. Well, too bad. Everyone else says it and acts like it's normal. <laughs> You're the weirdo. Here. It's not a name. But 
I think her reaction in that video is the scariest part of all because she just stares forward and acts yeah, like nothing is happening. She doesn't care. She's just like, oh, someone else is hitting my man. No? That's why I wouldn't be surprised if he was a cook. But. Pretty cool video for Solange. That should be her music video. <laughs> her sister is like big now, right? Too? Isn't it Sol- yeah. Solange? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Why Tarantino, are we talking about Beyonce? Though. I, I don't know. You guys keep it's going. It's racist. Hans is responsible for that one. No, that's fine. I don't think she's a very good singer, if I'm being completely honest, either. That's racist. <laughs> I was going to say it in a more racist way, but I didn't. So you're welcome. We can edit so, it out. <laughs> it's too late now. Let's just get back to Jackie Brown. He's going to edit it out because he's scared. I'm not editing shit. <laughs> you're scared of him? Yeah, well, you're definitely going to edit this because I said your name. Besides that, that has to go. That beehive is going to get you suspended from Twitter. I hope so. <laughs> I want an excuse to be kicked off there. I want to look like a martyr. I don't want to make it look like I quit. You know, not like Owen Benjamin. But Jackie Brown is a quality film. Did either of you get? I mean, Hans, you're pretty old nowadays. Did you see this in the theater? No, no. This is the first time I ever saw it. We, uh, I, I don't. Think you understand the type of movies that we get over here? If it's not uh, blockbuster or you know the scary movie of the time, the you know Insidious Twenty or Conjuring Six, they don't really play it here. Uh, so something like this, when Tarantino wasn't really that well known, I don't think it even played in this country or even did Latin you, America. Did you? Did you guys get Poltergeist Three? I I don't fucking know what. Who do you think gives the best performance in Jackie Brown? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think I think the the main contenders are Pam Greer, Robert Forrester, and Samuel Jackson. I think this is one of the best performances of Samuel Jackson's career. Yeah, I agree with that. He it was it was very um. Early Tarantino Samuel Jackson, so it wasn't a catchphrase yet. Uh, so I, I think he was able to show a lot of his range while still staying in that same character. Uh, and I, I liked him a lot in this. So uh, I wonder if this is like when he started getting known for the, you know, the motherfucker, you know, where he... Well, where he that, that's where, because of Pulp Fiction. All of his lines in that movie have become catchphrases. Right. Okay, well, there you go. I, I liked him better in this than in Pulp Fiction. If I'm gonna be honest. Well, it's hard, it, but it's hard to say against Pam Greer because she's like, this is her fucking role. Like, it was basically written for her because she did the other one. Mm-hmm. That was basically the same exact character. So in that way, I feel like she's better, but I don't know if it was like a stretch for her because she's done it before. So it's kind of not really fair. Right, but she's stepping back into that same character archetype 20-some-odd years later. That's true. So I, I think she does deserve some credit for that. And then Robert Forrester plays a very like subdued yeah. role in this movie. But at the same time, he doesn't really have too much range as far as being an actor. He's always kind of like that yeah, solemn, quiet, older guy. His His brow is, you know, serious and... He's just staring, not saying much. That's pretty much his whole... I don't know. He gave me creep vibes, so I think that that was like 
something. There was like some layer of like weird obsession. So that's pretty good, I guess. I think only you got that, Hans. Did you get that I from... Well, you're, maybe it's because I'm a girl. Oh, no. It's, it's creepy. Just well, anyone right, over 50 is terrifying. Right, right from the beginning when he, she shows up and he's like, oh, shit. Like right there when she was getting out. Yeah, it's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> it's creepy because he's idealizing her. She doesn't even know her at all. And he's already like fucking in love with her when she's walking out of the prison. But it's 1997. Were there not creeps then? Oh, it was, it was a more out. innocent time, you know? They were it just not out. Boys being yeah, that's boys. Not in, that's not an innocence, like, <laughs> just looking at a woman and being like, she's a perfect human being. That's really weird. <laughs> that's she's a- walking out of a fucking prison because a drug dealer bailed her out for some weird reason that he didn't mention, and he still looks at her in a romantic way. Isn't that how you met your girlfriend, Hans? My girlfriend is also a, a black 50-year-old lady, too. You know what uh, Pam Greer and Tarantino dated as a result of this movie? And he was only like 30 at the time. How old is she in this? I believe I she's... I can never tell with her. She's in her mid-40s. Mm. Yeah, she, she was, was hot in those 70s. Like, as Foxy Brown, she was hot. She was hot in this too. Yeah, but you didn't think so. I, I think she, but but it's like a different type. It's like a like a milfy, like a more like a more mature, like a more you know, uh, I'm gonna fuck you, but I'm not gonna be impressed by you fucking me. Uh, type of sexy, not the. Oh, what well, you would fuck Pam Greer, but you wouldn't tell anybody about no, it. No, That's no. what you're saying. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, well, Hans is very modest. What I'm saying is, <laughs> kind of uh, shy. She she would fuck me, but she would not be impressed. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I thought you were saying it the other way around. Oh, no, I no. was like, that's very bold. No, 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 no. Not at all. And and uh, when she was being Foxy Brown, it was just sex appeal, like just oozing out of her. So I guess. Yeah, like when it, she, that was like when a guy draws like a woman in a comic book. Yeah. Or it's just completely unrealistic and like over the top sexual. And with an afro, which for whatever reason made it hotter somehow. Maybe that's just me. But. Yeah. Also, just for context here, she's 70 now and he is 56. So there was a 14 year age gap. She was born in 49. So she would have been right on the cusp of 50 at the time of this movie. You're 30 now, right? I don't know who's. Loris? Uh, no, I'm not 30 yet. I'm still You're in my 30 20s. Yet? How dare you? <laughs> no. Okay. Are you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, 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 uh, I'm uh, the same age as our, our Lord and Savior. I couldn't see. Yeah, I don't know. Because I'm, I'm thinking when you get to, you know, your 30s, like the age difference, the 10 years age difference is not that much. But at the same time, I don't think I could. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I believe Tarantino was only 18 when he made this movie. <laughs> he was eight? 18. Oh. No, he wasn't. So... I would say that... Have we said anything about these fucking movies? I don't think we have said anything. We, we've spent more time discussing Robin Williams... This is a Jack ...and episode. Jennifer Lopez <laughs> than anything that has to do with this movie. It's a double feature. <laughs> Jack and Jackie Brown. That's what you said. Yeah. Have fun making that graphic. I, I, I What I was about to say was, I would say that the only other... Samuel Jackson performance that I find superior to this one is his role in Django because he's actually playing a character there. 
And you kind of get that a little bit here where he's playing that uh, criminal with the rat tail for a beard and he's wearing the the, uh, the Kangol hat. Yeah, balding. Hans, what did you think about Michael Keaton's role? I hated him. I can't. I can't. I, I understand that this was him in the 90s, but I can't stand him as the funny, cool, quote-unquote cool guy in movies. I, I just can't. <clears throat> so every time he shows up, and plays that role, I just don't believe it takes me out a little bit. I just I just don't see him as cool. And whenever he plays cool, I just think he's just What's making... not cool about Michael Keaton? What's cool about Michael Keaton? He played Batman. Yeah, in Batman when he's yeah. wearing the suit. Besides that, he's just the the goofy goofy guy with a... What's the <laughs> Do you remember the guy that would do a Every uh, exercise, it was really gay, and we wear like this. Um, Richard Simmons? Yeah. His Richard Simmons hair that he's had from the 90s. I just, I can't, I can't take him seriously as, as cool or like because the charismatic. Because he has guy. curly hair? Because he's got bad hair. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, it's very close to my heart uh, when an actor has bad hair. Uh, and I just, I, every time he plays a character like this, it just takes me out. I, I, I've never been able to, to believe that from him. So whenever I would watch, um, look who's talking, I couldn't cause he's there. He's, he's <laughs> not in that. Oh, well, you know, that other movie where he plays a baby or something. I don't know. His there's, there's no movie. There's no movie like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I didn't like him. No, I just don't, I don't know. This is a weird episode. <laughs> what the fuck were you thinking about? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't really like Michael Keaton that much. What do you think about Michael Keaton, Brandy? I think he was fine. I think he came across as a douche cop. He was like stupid kind of, right? And so I think that's fine. Maybe he doesn't ha- maybe they have different kind of cops out there or something cuz he looked and acted like a cop to me right that's the idea he plays a cop so yeah that's what i'm saying he looks but you know when you can like see a person from across the room you can tell they're a cop that's what he had to me he seemed like a cop so i don't see i didn't have a problem i'm not arguing against him i'm saying it was fine Hans, did you believe that michael keaton was a cop no he was just a goofball he's just a goof yeah that's what cops are it was he was the I guess he was the good cop to the blonde guy's bad cop. But I just I just I don't even care for him at all. Hey, it's, did you recognize that blonde guy who was his partner as the dude who would make uh Robert Downey Jr. blow people in less than zero? I don't think I ever saw less than zero. I I read the book, but I don't remember seeing that. The book is so much different than the movie, that goes without saying at this point. It's like a like a pop music version of the book, if you can try and Ugh. fathom that. So everything rough that happens in the mo- in the book doesn't happen in the movie. No, it happens, but it happens with like cool '80s music and neon lights and Andrew McCarthy. Ah, okay. And actually, there's a lot that happens in the book that does not happen in that movie. But they they make Julian the male prostitute mm-hmm. crackhead guy. But they they also make. Andrew McCarthy's character, what's his name? Uh, not Sean. What is his character's name? Do you remember? No. Rolf? Yeah, it's Rolf. R-O-L-F-E. That's, yeah. 
That's the character. Uh, he's they make Austrian. him. He's Austrian. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, they make him the voice of reason instead of just another bad character. Ah, oh, that defeats the whole purpose of the book. What we have. I guess that's why I didn't watch it. Hmm. Well, I think we're about to close out the show on Jackie Brown. (laughs) Seriously, this is the worst. You can't post this. (laughs) I have some noodles waiting for me upstairs. So this is a terror. You can't post this. It's so bad. Any closing thoughts on Jackie Brown? I'm going to go find Jack and watch that. No, I really love this movie. I feel bad now. He spent so much time on J-Lo. <laughs> and Jack? You know, Hans, you didn't even finish The Hateful Eight, and yet we talked about that movie at length for the no, episode last week. No, we didn't. We talked. I talked about Star Trek for like half an hour. <laughs> and then... It's the entire show that's the problem. And it's then the I episode. think I'm the problem. <laughs> because then we talked about Kevin Smith for like 20 minutes. Aren't these your first two episodes as like a co-host? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We got into the uh, the moral righteousness of Kevin Spacey and whether or not he's worse than Kyle Massey of Corey in the House. I think there was some good good insight, good valuable insight traded back and forth on that episode. Yeah. We didn't even talk about De Niro at all. I mentioned them. Uh, what's there to say? He plays basically his real self in this movie. He has the best part in the whole movie. He's all right. Hans, what did you think of Robert De Niro? I liked him. He was very not annoying De Niro that we've known to hate. Well, what Uh, was he annoying in up to this point? Does everybody hate De Niro? Now, I just, I can't watch him now because everything he does, I mean, besides that um, uh, Scorsese movie that's coming out, like, I feel like everything he does now is just, I, I'm the grumpy old guy, and I, I'm in comedies now. Uh, so the fact that we didn't get that in this movie made me remember that he was an actor once, and he was good. So I liked it. <laughs> um, he's he's uh, That scene was a surprise. Uh, when he shot the girl was also a whoa moment. So I... Yeah, he had he had a, a really good performance, and he's... he's uh, even though it was really short, even though he wasn't in it uh, for that long, I think he was really good. Agreed. Well, that's been movies for this week. Uh, Brandy, where can people find your podcast? I don't need to plug. It's okay. I'll give you this one for free. Great. And Hans, you're you're. I hear you're trying to get back on Twitter. No, you're hurt wrong. <laughs> I'm okay. Just um just go on the low res Instagram and find a attack post of me and just go to my <laughs> you'll find my Instagram that way and 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 that's it. Perfect. Well, this has been a <laughs> <laughs> That has been movies. That has been movies for this week. Thank you for listening.